we have a monumental announcement here at JRP. I have officially dropped my first stand-up comedy special. Holy Toledo. Brushing that shoulder off, you know? Hallelujah. Monumental achievement in any comedian's career. It's a big one, folks. It's a big one. And I am very fortunate and grateful and just flabbergasted, gobsmacked that I delivered on the motherfucker. So let's talk about it a little bit. What's happening, folks? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Oh, hey, how's it going? Would you shut that mutt up? You ever hear, you ever hear a dog just barking and belly aching in the neighborhood? Her? 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 Who's he talking to? Would you put a cork in it? Would somebody shut that mutt up? They really are sweet creatures, though. You know, man's best friend and all. Anyway. There he goes, yipping and yapping. Throw that motherfucker a bone already. Trying to get down to business over here. JR the P. Well, I can't control everything. Like some people try to. Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Hi, everyone. Hi, Justin Trudeau. Hi. I love blackface. Hi, everyone. I steal from charities. Hi. Dump it on the taxpayer. Hi, everyone. Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Deo. Me say Deo. Daylight come and me one go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. I pretend to be gay just to get votes. Blackface. Your revolution's over, Trudowski. You hear me, Trudowski? Your revolution's over, Trudowski. Hi, everyone. Just going to invoke the Emergency Measures Act. No big deal. Your revolution's over, Trudowski. You hear me, Trudowski? Trudowski? Hi. Hi. No big deal. 
I asked you this, Trudowski. Did I urinate on your rug? Well, no, no, nobody urinated on my rug, and hopefully in the future, if that's how you express yourself, I can appreciate that. Hopefully someday, if you should choose to, that's your preference, and I'll accept it if you urinate on my rug. Who urinated on my rug? It's those mean old truckers. Actually, yeah, come to think of it, somebody did urinate on my rug. My rug at Parliament Hill. Those mean old truckers urinated on my rug. So let me get this straight. Every time somebody mitigates on a rug in this fair city, I'm responsible for it, huh? Trudowski? Trudowski? Stop it. No, don't. That's mean. You're just being mean like those mean old truckers. That's not my pronoun. That's not my chosen pronoun. I'm the douche. That loves blackface. I'm the douche. You're Mr. Trudowski. What's it here, Mr. Trudowski? The bums will always lose, Trudowski. The bums will always lose. <laughs> I can't fix your situation, Trudowski. Your emergencies act was a sham, a charlatan. And it's your responsibility, like every other bum's responsibility is, for their lot in life. <laughs> I can't solve your problems, Trudowski. Some Chinaman took my legs in Korea. But I went out and achieved anyway. <laughs> you hear me, Trudowski? Your revolution's over, Trudowski. I suggest you do what your father did. Well, I guess your father did invoke the War Measures Act, later, later turned into the Emergencies Act, or Emergency Smergencies Act, whatever, but, um, yeah. You hear me, Lebowski? Your revolution's over, Lebowski. The bums will always lose, Trudowski. The bums will always lose. Stop it. Like I said, that's not my pronoun. You're Trudowski. I'm the douche. The bums will always lose, Trudowski. The bums will always lose, Trudowski. You hear me, Lebowski? <laughs> Stop it. Those mean old truckers. <laughs> Anyways, folks, if you're new to the show... Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. I'm Spitzin, boy. <sighs> Screaming about politics ain't exactly easy. Give me a second here, would you? Uh, sprung a leak. I could feel it. Oh. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Going into the dawn, downward dog pose. Breathing in, breathing out, relaxing. Coming back to your center. Meditating. You know, screaming like a banshee about politics ain't exactly easy, folks. Anyways, if you're new to the podcast, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, this is a show where I, you know, bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. You hear me, Trudowski? You hear me, Trudowski? The bums always lose, Trudowski. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, my own website, Jonathan Ramcharan, pronounced Jonathan, Jonathan Ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. 
Sharing's caring, folks. You know what truly is? The bums will always lose. And if you're a returning guest to JRP, if you know, if you don't know, if you may or may not know, well, hell, maybe you surmised. I am an actor extraordinaire. Stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Thespian, performer, comedian to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Today is a monumental occasion here at JR the P. It really is, folks. Now, if you're an avid viewer and listener to JR the P, specifically a viewer for this announcement, as you can see, I am wearing a pork pie hat, this little get-up. You know when I bust this little baby out, you know? This little get-up on my head, the pork pie hat? You know. It's a very special occasion at JR the P when I do that. I'm even dripping. Thought I'd drip on you motherfuckers. Rocking the Casio classic timepiece. Thought I'd fucking drip on you motherfuckers. Casio wristwatch on my re? Casio classic on my re? Classic Casio quartz on my re? Tell him this. Did he miss? Casio timepiece on my re? You know, dripping on you motherfuckers with the Casio. As you can see, very stylish. Rocking the pork pie get up. You know what time it is. Got the uh, new shirt, freshly pressed. Kind of that retro 90s funk, you know? You know what time it is, folks. We have a monumental ama- announcement here. <coughs> Pardon moi, folks. <coughs> so damn excited, I could hardly speak. Quick sip of water. Don't mind me, folks. Anyways, as I was, um, you know, <coughs> getting to, we have a monumental announcement here at JRP. I have officially dropped my first stand-up comedy special. (laughs) Holy Toledo. (laughs) Brushing that shoulder off, you know? Hallelujah. monumental achievement in any comedian's career. It's a big one, folks. It's a big one. And I am very fortunate and grateful and just flabbergasted, gobsmacked that I delivered on the motherfucker. So let's talk about it a little bit. This little baby, it's going to be available um, online for free, you know. Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. You know, um, like anybody doing what they do. This pandemic really took a wet bite out of us. You know, chomping to the old backside. And like everyone, there I was, I was like sitting around and... um, you know, the first conception for it was, um, it was, um, as I refer to my notes, 
November 8th, 2020, when I get into the uh, notebook, November 20th, November 8th, 2020, I was like, I jotted down. I was like, uh, yeah, what did I write? Let me look into the tome. November 8th, 2020. I had written one man post-pandemic show. Shooting locations, blah, 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 blah. Different locations I wanted to shoot at in my fair city of Toronto. That was November 8th, 2020. And um, I officially recorded the special. It was recorded and in the can October 21st. No, October 11th. October 11th. 2021 it was recorded in the can so what is that november december january february march april may june july august september october from conception to birth it took uh 11 months and you know, what I did was, the process, what I did for that was like, um, it was just something I had to do. You know, like I'm like, pandemic, it's like overinflated hysteria, fake news, the China flu from China. People were just, like I kind of knew from the onset that like this is just over exaggeration hyperbole and you know you know I, like everyone I was cautious for a few months I looked at the information I looked at the data I kind of looked at society I'm like it's a phony it's a phony baloney mumbo jumbo now I'm not saying that COVID-19 is phony baloney mumbo jumbo but the over sensationalization of it the politicization of it you know, COVID-19, yeah, it can be devastating for those who contract it. If they fall into, you know, a particular group that's at risk. You know, upwards of 80% of people can recover without no special treatment. It affects the elderly, the poor at health, the overly obese. Children are basically immune. They can be carriers, but... They rarely have much um, problem should they transmit it. With their beautiful immune systems, their healthy immune systems, as Trump would say. So from the beginning of um, pandemic, like, I kind of knew. And there I was, like anyone, anyone out there on the grind hustling, trying to do their thing, small business, or just, um, you know, a student, or... Um, Anyone, anyone, let, let's say you're like a, uh, you know, like those strongman competitions that just kind of popped into my mind. Maybe you're somebody who was into like competing strongman competitions, strong person competitions, or CrossFit trainer. All of a sudden the gyms are closed and the brakes are put on your health and your livelihood and your, um, your freedom. You know, it was a clusterfuck. I don't have to remind you, you know, pandemic, 
2020, COVID-19. So there I was, and I'm like, in my position as a comic, you know, very much coming up in my career still, it was like, wow, like, am I going to sit back on my haunches and do nothing and say nothing about such a, such a, such a moment in my life and in the world agenda, the world stage, like COVID-19, I'm just going to sit back like a mime and do nothing, right? And then I'm like, which, and I love mimes, by the way, I'm reading a book on pantomimes, you know? You know, think outside the box. So I love mimes, but like, am I really going to sit around and like, like a mime and do nothing during pandemic? I'm like, no, I got to do something. So on November 8th, 2020, that was the conception, the conceiving, you know, I ejaculated into my notebook. I was like, yo, one man post pandemic show. Got to do something. It's just what I'm not going to talk about the biggest news story of my lifetime on a global scale, right? So it's like, okay, got to get on it. And then I just did what, you know, I could. I couldn't get on stage anywhere. I'd even try to because, like, what's so devastating to the small business person and, like, as a stand-up comedian, you're in business for yourself and, you know, I'm, yeah, like a small business owner, owner-operator, J.R. the P., Jonathan Ramchin, the podcast, stand-up comedian, small business owner. And, you know, like, it's a tough sell to do independent comedy as it is. I've hosted my own shows, produced my own shows, um, gigging around, doing open mics, little book shows, gigs, whatever, bar gigs, trying to get in at clubs. It's a grind to promote yourself um, on stage um, as a small up-and-comer, let alone during a pandemic, right? So I'm like, I'm not going to be scrounging around to try to bother people in these trying times. I understand. People are concerned for their health, their family, their livelihood. I don't want to be scraggling around trying to get on stage at some, you know, some, you know, I I didn't want to perform under, like, I, I felt cool, calm, and collected, but I didn't want to have to perform for people who were under duress. You know what I mean? Like, it was just too early at that point. We're talking like, as I mentioned, end of 2020, early 2021. It was just too early to, for myself, I didn't like have the resources to like rapid test or the notoriety that would come with people actually wanting to show up to my shows, you know, just up and coming like a small business person. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to do something. So then I just got into the workshop day by day. I just at the table, I sit at the table. I sit with my pen at the table. I sit making it legit. And when my pen hits the pad, oh, shit, like Big Daddy Kane at the table, I sit 
making it legit. And when that pen hits the pad, oh shit, right? So that's what I did. I would just sit there an hour a day at least, and I'd just be writing jokes, you know? I'm not going to recite them for you. Just check out the special. <laughs> Still can't even believe I did it sometimes, you know what I mean? That's like a, That's like an achievement in a career, like chalk it up to whatever you do. You know, let's say you're a chef and you you get awarded the Master Chef fucking award of culinary excellence. Blah, 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 blah. That's like a benchmark in your career, right? Or like whatever the fuck, you know. Uh, you know, you turned your thousandth trick as a streetwalker. Oh, no, you really are a, you know, I don't, you know. And by the way, I punched down plenty on my my special Jonathan Ramtran. Suitable for no audiences. I'm making fun of poor people, the whole kit and caboodle. So, you know, you know, let's say you're a street walker and you, you know, you hit that thousandth blowjob. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. You know, I never thought I could make it. Uh, I want to thank my pimp. You know, giving a fucking a speech on the corner. So anyways, you know, I'm, I'm writing jokes and, um, you know. Wow. Yeah, you know, I was just writing jokes. You know, November 2020, January 2021, February 2021, March, April, May, just writing jokes. Writing jokes and also unsure. Just like showing up for the gig not knowing. Because I would planned to do the special. I'm like, Look, I'm just going to write a bunch of jokes and record a special, I don't know, maybe I can rent out a gymnasium and play to nobody. Or maybe I'll just, I don't know, like I, I like one of the initial plans was like, there's like a bridge by my house. It's kind of a funky bridge. And I just thought, I don't know, maybe if I just go there in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day and get somebody to film me telling jokes on a bridge, just something like that. I don't know, something, anything was better than nothing. You know, so there I am just writing these jokes and not even really knowing, like, is this going to come to fruition? And also, like everyone, just dealing with the times, like, what's this changing landscape? Total clusterfuck. You know, you know, March, April, May, June, July, August, writing jokes. And then, um, you know. Damn. Then all of a sudden here we are and the jokes are written. You know, I write, you know, 100 plus jokes. I'm rehearsing them, working on them. And when I reflect on that time, what really comes to my mind is like, just the the unknowing, just the uncharted, just setting out into the deep blue, you know, getting on that raft and making a break for it. You know, I'm leaving this fucking island. Hop on the raft, you're just out to sea. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I really didn't know if I could do it or how I would do it. Or all I knew is I had to get busy, and that was the building block, writing jokes. And um, I didn't have. Um, I knew that all I had to do was perform them, 
write them the best I can, perform them the best I can. That was my only objective. Just kept writing them, writing them, rehearsing them. Finally, I get to a point where it's like, yeah, I got enough jokes. I've rehearsed them enough. Let's look to hire a videographer and an editor. So here we are, July 31st, 2021. You know, I place an ad online on a popular like um, film production, filmmaking site for actors and filmmakers, performers. I post an ad. Toronto comic slash actor seeks videographer slash editor to shoot and edit a comedy special. And, you know, I break down the pay, um, the workload, and um, about the shoot. The shoot will be in downtown Toronto, outdoors for the most part. The material is against politically correct culture and criticizes the overreach in COVID-19 protocol. If you're interested in some examples, please check out my site. And I linked them some information. Yeah. Let me read that again. About the shoot. The shoot will be in downtown Toronto, outdoors for the most part. The material is against politically correct culture and criticizes the overreach in COVID-19 protocol. If you're interested in some examples, please check out my site. That was on July 31st, 2021. And, you know, I was blessed. Like, the first person who bit the first application I got was um, the man I hired. Yagur. 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 Um, This really cool Serbian dude. This really focused and artful filmmaker focused and artful just very well composed shots very technical in the execution of it all just worked out and you know one of the major things that is coming to mind to me right now is like as a comic you know this is kind of a new phase for me because this is my first comedy special and it's relatable to anybody who hits a milestone in their career which is to take them to the next level or at least for themselves a personal triumph because it is very hard to come up with enough original material to even make a special, let alone do one that you're proud of. And, man, like, you know, whenever you're a comic, you're always, you can feel a certain draw or pressure to perform beyond But now it's like, I really have that calling card where it's like, look, take a look at the special, take a look at what I do. I mean, it's there. 
You know, like, I mean, you know, proof's in the pudding. I don't know. What do you think? Put out a special. Call myself a comedian. Speaks for itself. You know, I don't have to, no, I am a comedian, please. Uh, Let me bore you to death with my fucking stories at the Christmas party. Uh, Like being all needy for attention and shit. You know, type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. Tap dancing all the live long day for people. You know, had a lifetime of it. Finally, I'm just free to be me. You know? Turning that page. Turning that corner of achievement and creativity in one's career. You know? You get your first customer as a freelance journalist. You land your first freelance journalist gig. You're going to make a thousand bucks to cover some political rally somewhere. And then you're there you are typing it up like, holy smokes, like I'm in the game. And even that's not a good comparison because like, you know, like um, I've been paid to do stand-up comedy, semi-pro comic. Like, it's not like I'm making a couple hundred bucks or whatever the hell for the first time. It's like I'm hitting a benchmark that like some comics never get to in a career for whatever reason. And all that matters is Not to look at what other people do, but know that I went for something and I accomplished something with the help of some very talented people. As I mentioned, as I mentioned, Yagor, the videographer, um, editor, man, you know, we were able to just kind of come together and work it out. I mean, we just did it. And, you know, there was really an ease about it. And, you know, when you hear people say, like, um, you know, they speak about God in their work. I really feel like God was with me and with us on the project. It It just was. It just came together. You know, again, to reference Big Daddy Kane at the table I sit making making it legit and when the pen hits the paper oh shit you know like I just I just showed up to what I knew I had to show up to and then something I think God was just with me on it he just showed me what to do and um, I'm not I'm not really big on a status or or whatever or oh, I'm top dog I'm number one like I mean he helped me bring out my gift of comedy as he has helped many others before me and after me and to varying degrees of success but he was definitely with me to help me bring out my quality of comedy because as I mentioned I really didn't know what to do or to expect other than I'm a stand-up comedy, I'm a stand-up comic, <laughs> you know, I'm a hack, I'm a lowlife, I'm a dirtbag, scumbag, scumbucket, fucking derelict comedian. I'm going to sit at the table. I'm going to write these jokes. I'm going to look for a videographer, editor, We're going to go out and shoot it. 
And we're going to do this despite this fear pandemonium. Fear, anger, aggression. These are tenements of the dark side. Fear, anger, aggression. These are tenements of the dark side. Mm. Always what can't be done with you. Mm. COVID-19 got you scared to death you are. Mm. Scared to death of the China flu you must be. Mm. You know? Despite all that fear, anger, and aggression, and all the BS mumbo-jumbo, overinflated hyperbole of the times, COVID-19, no, it's like, no, I'm going to go out there and do it, even though I was charting out into new territory for myself. You know, I wrote, produced, performed, and directed this special. And that's a major achievement in any comic's career so you know there we are the night of the shoot October 11th 2021 it was Thanksgiving day in Canada we began the shoot at like 1am 3am or something see like I, I don't even remember well, I do remember and I don't remember. It's like, I was just trying to, I was just riding the wave of just detail, specifics. It's like, I learned everything to forget everything. It was just like, I did the work to forget the work. It just, it just happened. And that's what I mean about that God element. You know, it's like. As I try to remember, was it 1 a.m. or was it 3 a.m. that we met up to shoot? Who fucking cares? All I know is I just, I showed up when I had to. You know what I mean? You ever have somebody try to like break down? It's like, I would imagine it would be like shredding an epic guitar solo. If you're going to ask the guy, what scale did you play? What progression? What note did you hit note by note? Was it a quarter note? Was it a half note? Was it a sixteenth note? Was it a whole note? Was it in the pentatonic scale? Was it the mixolydian? What was It's like, look, dude, I don't even know. All I know is I played guitar, I showed up, and when it was time for me to hit that motherfucking solo, I fucking hit it. So that's what it was, man. I just hit it. We show up at the first location, which was like City Hall, downtown Toronto. And like, you know, Yagor was there. And um, his um, second camera man, Pedro. And this guy too, he was very focused and on point And he helped the production. You know, like um, there were times when, you know, pedestrians and people were kind of I don't want to say they were in our way. It's not like we had um, the rights or the permits to be shooting in some of our locations. You know, these guys are pretty cool too. Like, um, Yagor comes up to me on the day of the shoot and he's like, Yes, and don't worry. Um, we have forged the documents. So if there's any problems with the police officers or the security or whatever, I have forged the documents. <laughs> thug you know like we didn't need like i mean it's a whole st- 
stupid mumbo jumbo thing about having permits to shoot on public pro- property. And it's like my my viewpoint's like, look, I'm a tax paying citizen. Why the hell should I pay a permit to the city to shoot a film on a sidewalk? Like I can understand if it's like, you know, some big blockbuster with like hundreds of extras milling about, but like some little indie comedy special. Why should I pay my city a permit fee to shoot on the street where I pay taxes? Now, that's just the way I look at it. Whether that holds up in the court of law, who knows? But, you know, we did what we did and whatever. So we go and we we shoot. And, um, you know, Yagor... Just on point, his cameraman, his cameraman, uh, Pedro on point. And again, with me, like the jokes I wrote, rehearsed, worked on, they just, they just were, you know? And, you know, what I was going for was, you know, the special's called Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. It's kind of like a double entendre, triple entendre. There's many ways you could look at that title. It's kind of cool. Suitable for no audiences. It's just so filthy or raunchy or too good. It's either too bad or too good for no audiences. So it's suitable for no audiences. There's a couple ways you can take that. It's either too good or too bad. right? It's either garbage or great. Suitable for no audiences. And also... Um, I was just performing jokes to no audience. I was working with what I had, COVID-19. I didn't have COVID-19. Not that I know. I've never been tested for it. <laughs> but um, I was working with what was before me. COVID-19. So suitable for no audiences. I can't play to no audiences. Okay, well, it's suitable for no audiences. I'm playing to no audiences. So I knew I had to perform it, and I knew I had to have, you know, an interesting look. That's where Yagor and Pedro came in. That's where the whole idea, if you check out the special, you know, we're shooting on the streets of beautiful downtown Toronto. City Hall, Dundas Square, Lakefront. And, um, you know, it was lit. And, you know, interacting with, like, all the traffic and the random pedestrian, it did give it a live comedy feel. You know, there was times when I had to, like, interact with, like, a bus flying by or a taxi or, like, a street peasant panhandler, you know? And, you know, there were a lot of elements that, made it feel like a live stand-up comedy performance. Um, I recall the first location. We were, sh- we were shooting at City Hall, which is like Queen Street, Queen and basically Queen and University. Queen Street and University Avenue downtown Toronto or actually Queen and Bay Queen between Queen and Bay and Queen and University in downtown Toronto you know between 
Queen and Bay and Queen and University Avenue. There's City Hall. And at that first location, um, you know, there it is, like one, two, three o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And, you know, I remember we're setting up, we're setting up the lights, we're setting up everything. And there was these two, uh, two young women, like, I don't know, probably like 19, 20. Cute. Very cute. And they're sitting there. And we're setting up the lights and I'm walking back and forth and they're looking at me. What's he doing? Is he a rapper or something? What's he doing with the microphone? Like, they're, they're looking at me and they're, they're looking, right? <laughs> so then, finally, it's time to shoot. Yagor and Pedro, they turn the lights on. And I remember looking at the, I remember looking at the people watching, right? And um, I looked over at those two girls. And I remember one of them, she just sits up. She goes, oh, it's starting. She was like, it's starting. She looked all excited to see what was going on, right? I'm thinking, oh, she. <laughs> this SJW, she's going to hate me, right? She's probably all into, she's probably taking fucking, you know, design at some fucking, you know. You know, she's all into fucking, you know, binary pronouns for fucking hamsters and shit, right? So I was like, oh, she's. <laughs> she sits up. Oh, it's starting cute as a button right and I was like okay so I get up there and I'm spitting it you know and you know um the piece that I was doing there was a spoken word poem you know very funky and eclectic and different and I'm very proud of it so you know definitely check out um the special uh to see what I'm talking about to hear what I'm talking about here I was performing the piece from the special um who really cares? Which is a spoken word poem that I had written. It's very comedic, you know. It's very foul. A lot of um, cuss words and whatnot. So I'm up there saying, you know, feminism, fucking fuck this and fuck that. Black Lives Matter. I'm like screaming all this shit. And I look over to where those girls were sitting, you know, where where they were once in, interested and captivated. Oh, it's about to start. I look over to the girls and they're gone. <laughs> they lasted like two minutes of me screaming and ranting. I'm like, feels like a real comedy show. <laughs> Disgruntled audience members who want refunds for the show that they didn't pay for. You know, ah. storming off. Then we hit up our next location, which was um, Dundas Square in... Um, Toronto, Toronto, Canada, Young and Dundas, Young Street and Dundas uh, Street. That is um, Dundas Street or Dundas Avenue? Dundas Street. So yeah, Young Street and Dundas Street, that intersection. It's, um, it's uh, what is known as Dundas Square. It's a big it's like our version, our Canadian version of Times Square. A big communal spot, lots of lights and screens and just captivating. A real, a real energy-filled place. And it's a public square. 
So I'm like, you know, it's fitting for me to go drop some comedy. And again, you know, Yagor and Pedro, they really captured um, the scene. You know? They really captured the scene and, um, you know, and it was wild too, you know? It's like, as I mentioned, like, you know, I humbly say God was with me. God was with us on that. Because, you know, there was a moment where, you know, we get there and, you know, we we had to find our spot, right? We're, we're setting up this independent shoot. So we're, we're trying to find our spot away from the pedestrians, away from the people. We finally settle on a location like right by the Eaton Center, right directly across from Dundas Square. And, you know, there's a homeless guy literally passed out on the ground right next to where we set up. You know, we're putting, you know, we've got the mic stand, the, the, the stool, the lights, the cameras. We're setting up camp. There's a passed out homeless dude laying on the ground behind us and a puddle of vomit. Someone upchucked on the ground right by where we're shooting. And... You know, but like Yagor and, P- and Pedro, just champs. They didn't give a shit, man. They were just like focused. They they just whipped down their equipment, started setting up. I'm like, yo, do you guys want to be here? And they're like, well, it's the best shot. Like, you know, no, we can do it here. It's the, it's the best location for us. Yeah, we'll do it here. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I was just trying to see if you guys were comfortable. I don't mind performing in front of a pu- puddle of vomit. You're right. <laughs> so like, but it, it worked out great. And, you know, again, like um, how I mentioned, like God was on the shoot. I'm telling you, like, you know, expect the unexpected is the message I'm trying to say. I'm trying to relate this to everyone. You know, we were coming through this time of pandemic and it was just such a trying thing for everyone. The small independent, the small independent business owner, the government worker, the healthcare worker, the, um, the, the working people and, you know, the people at home with their family obligations or other situations that keep them at home, just as a society going through this pandemic. And, you know, sometimes you just got to go out there in faith and reach out and Sometimes you're swinging blind, but you may connect. And that's what I felt happened for us. You know, I, we had the faith. I had the faith. God was with us. There was a moment in the early, in the early uh, portion of my set at Dundas Square. It was like a 30-minute set that I was going to be doing at that location. And then like a 20-minute set at a different location. So at that Dundas Square location, we're set up. We're recording, boom, I'm going at it. I'm at the top of my set. I got another 30 minutes, potentially, to deliver in public. And a bus, just like flies by in the background. And it was something I hadn't prepared for. And it kind of startled me for a second. And I looked, you know, and I ad-libbed a line. I said a funny little line. And then I remember in that moment, I'm like, oh, so it's going to be like that. Buses, 
then you know I kind of it was all kind of in slow motion I'm like oh so it's going to be like that buses and pedestrians and I'm like it's out of my control it's out of my control like I I've been working on these jokes I've been writing these jokes I've been rehearsing these jokes an hour a day I would literally just you know set one and I would set up a timer on my cell phone hit the start button on the timer then I would just perform to myself staring at a wall standing up holding a banana like sometimes I'd literally be holding a banana or like a I don't know like a flashlight or something to like imitate a microphone holding a fucking flashlight speaking to myself looking at a wall telling jokes to nobody and just going for the performance and trying to craft the humor and get the words right I was doing that for like what did I say November December January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So like roughly 11 months. I know you would have counted 12 if you were counting along with me, but really it was like around 10, 11 months. I'd been sitting with this material, rehearsing it, writing it, rewriting it. And in that moment when the bus flew by me, And I ad-libbed a line. And then I soaked it in and I looked around at what's going on. I'm like, wow, I gotta be I gotta perform for the next half hour here on the middle of a on the on the side of a sidewalk. I'm standing on the middle of a sidewalk, pedestrians walking by, buses, taxis flying around. Um It's out of my control. And I'm like, yo, God is good. God is with me. God is with us. Let's just roll. I'm dropping it. I'm going to drop it. I'm dropping this motherfucking thing. And I just kind of went into, you know, as I humbly say, I went into beast mode. I just humbly went into beast mode. I'm just fucking, I'm dropping this fucking, I'm dropping these fucking jokes. And whatever happens, it's fine. I'm not worrying about any interruptions. I'm not worrying about anything. It's all fine. I'm dropping this motherfucking thing. And we use that first take. The vast majority of the Dundas Square footage, if you watch the special, the vast majority of the Dundas Square footage probably like 85, 90% of it was from the first take. Yeah. And, um, you know, like there were so many crazy things going on. There was like a fight that broke out. There was like these, um, like like Bangladeshi dudes that are listening to their music. They're like they had a bong out. They're like ripping bong hits and getting drunk and partying like right there in the street. We're trying to record the special. Then the police came to break it up and they're screaming at each other. Ah, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. They're throwing cans and bottles and shit. You know, like. You know, and I'm just up there ripping my jokes, you know. So anyways, uh, you know, 
and I'm telling my jokes and shit. I'm just, it didn't phase me. I was just into it, just locked and loaded and just going with the faith. It all came to this point. It all led me here where I could have laid back and did nothing. I decided to get up and do something. And I humbly say I went on that beast mode. And what I humbly say is that it's relatable to everyone. God was with me. God was with us. God brought the best out of us, which is what God does for people. He brings the best out of us. I wasn't thinking. It wasn't even me. I wasn't. I wrote, performed, produced, and directed that special technically, but I really didn't. God did. <laughs> so many of the decisions, so many of the things, like when I really think about it, I didn't even really do. I just showed up. All I knew was, okay, I'm a comedian and I know I have that talent, that gift. I humbly accept it. I humbly enjoy it. I stand with the many other gifted comedians throughout time. Amateur, pro, whatever. I'm just in that community. I'm on that wave length. And, you know, at the table I sit, making it legit. And when the pen hits that paper, ah, shit. I just showed up to the task. One thing led to another. I didn't think too much about it. When an obstacle came, I just went with it. Kept the faith. God directed it. Like I said, I technically wrote, produced, performed, and directed the special. But, and even in hindsight now, and here I am speaking about it, promoting it. And it's like, I... And I think it's very good. It's very good for what it is and for what the parameters are. And just knowing the challenge of being a comedian and, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah, man. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You know. Don't mind if I do, you know what I mean? Like, just knowing that triumphs and tra challenges of doing a special and I just kept the faith I didn't you know and then when it came on to the last segment the last shooting location of the special um, very much same thing um, it was just a beautiful ending to the shoot and there were challenges that came and I just rolled with them. I didn't try to control them. I didn't try to, I didn't make it that important. I had faith. It was one of the biggest moments of faith in my life because, you know, I'm like anyone. You know, I, I want to do the things that I want to do the things that I enjoy in life and they mean something to me but they can't be so important that I'm willing to lose faith in times of challenge like pandemic or whatever like I'm not going to lose my faith and make it so important that I become immobilized and crippled by fear. Oh, they're going to take my comedy. Oh, comedy clubs are closing down. Oh, open mics are closing down. Where am I going to get on stage? What am I going to do? Uh, what about my comedy career? I just 
let's write these damn jokes and let's get let's get God to, to direct it. I mean, just tell me what to do. What do you want me to do? Want me to show up and tell jokes on the street? Okay. And then I, that's what I did. Make a big deal about it. Oh, the China flu. Wah. You know, when the... What's the saying? When the times get... When the going gets tough, the tough get going. That's what I did, boy. Got going. Kept the faith. That's like relatable to anyone. It's pretty unbelievable. And um, it was just a beautiful ending to the shoot. To the shoot. Um, We wrapped... 5 a.m., 6 a.m., we're like 7 a.m., 7, 8 a.m., we wrapped our shooting day. It was October 11th, 2021, Thanksgiving Day in Canada. We wrapped our shooting day. And, you know, as I mentioned, like, I really had that faith in the moment I just had that faith and I went for it in the moment and then as soon as I finished caught a cab went home this wave of fear anger aggression these are tenements of the dark side always what can't be done with you Mm. fear you are fearful you must and all that fear anger and aggression kind of with talking at me. Talking at me. You're no good. You're no... F- what the... F- you just went and fucking bombed. You bombed. Because I I just removed myself from the equation. I was just like, yo, God's got this. I did the work. I showed up. I did what I got to do. I'm just going to go drop it. And I didn't really think about it. And I removed myself from it. And I wasn't trying to control things. And... You know, I was slipping jabs and slipping... You know, I was like a... I was like Neo in the Matrix, you know? Just dodging shit. Telling these jokes on the sidewalk. You know what I mean? Got fucking panhandlers pestering me. Got buses flying around. Cops busting people in the background. You know, fights breaking out. You know? And also, trying to perform. Tell jokes. Structured jokes. Set up punchline. Precision, storytelling, performance, pantomime, performing as if it's like an easy thing any old swinging dink can do. There I am trying to do it in the midst of all that chaos. And like I just, like I said, I removed myself from the equation. I didn't try to control things. I just let it be. Let it be. Have the faith. Then I got home and like I said, I just fell out. Fear, anger, aggression. These are tenements on the dark side. Start talking at me. Man, you just bombed. That was whack. What the fuck? Your first special, your first chance and you bomb? Fuck. I wasn't really that mad. I was just, it's just the typical comedic, the typical comedic horror. I'm no good, I'm no good, I'm a bomb, I'm, I'm a failure. You're like just the typical, the typical 
comedic neuroses was like playing upon me. Tale as old as time. You know how it is. All my, uh, you know, jokesters out there. You know? You know how it is. Play on player, you know? I, I know what else to do, you know? Like I mentioned, it was Thanksgiving day. So, like, I ate half a pumpkin pie and just, like, laid in bed. Laid in bed. And, like, uh, I, I just felt so low. Like, I'm not one of those people who get into depression and stuff like that. I think words, you can cast a spell on yourself by talking all that negative nonsense and making a mountain out of a molehill. So I wasn't depressed and da-da-da-da. I was just, I was just believing into a lie, you know, the typical comedic neuroses. Oh, I'm shit. I'm nothing. No good. Oh, boo, 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 boo. So bow down to him. Bow down. Bow down to the king of slime, the queen of rubbish. Boo! 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 Princess Buttercup. Humperdink, you know? I was just like buying into the... Boo! 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 You're shit, you're garbage, you're nothing. And I just like fell out, man. I was just like low, you know? Can you get any lower? Ate half a fucking pumpkin pie and just like laid in bed. Lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. And now I'm lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. You know, like, you know how fucking Brian Wilson was laying in bed in depression? I was lying in bed like Brian Wilson did on the fucking eve morning of one of the most important. Moments in my comedy career. What everything has led to. Recording a special. I was lying in bed. Just like Brian Wilson did. Now I'm lying in bed. Just like Brian Wilson did. Breaks your fucking heart. You know, just... You know, you... All that... All that work out the window... I was thinking, right? Like, I really... That fear, anger, and aggression was really playing on me, boy. Well, anyway. That's the majesty of God. As I mentioned, at the table I sit, making it legit, and when the pen hits the paper, ah, shit. I just showed up, I wrote the jokes, I looked for people that would stand with me and help, you know? I found Yegor. He knew Pedro. They came in. I didn't try to tell them what to do, even though I was the director. I just, they told me it was good. It was good. All I know is I got to direct my performance. They can handle the camera, the stuff. Let me handle the performance. I'm looking at the playing field. Okay, we got buses. We got pedestrians. I'm just going to ad-lib to that, play to that, keep in the pocket, don't go on tangents, you know, stay to the script, you know? And then once everything was done, that fear and that confusion was playing on me. I'm like, I fucking bombed, I shit the bed. But then when we get into the editing phase... 
the editing phase of the uh, special. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the footage that Yegor shot. He and Pedro, the, the footage that Yegor and Pedro shot. It looked great. And my performance was very good. It was very good. For what we were working with and what we were going for, it was very good. Now, I ain't gonna blow smoke up your ass and, you know, maybe if you want to blow a little smoke up my ass, tell me I'm God's gift to comedy. I mean, if you love me that much, I ain't gonna stop you, you know? If you think I'm the funniest fucking thing since sliced bread, I ain't gonna stop you. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody. Like, share, subscribe, comment. The whole wackadoo, if you love it that much, you know what I mean? Keep it. But I ain't trying to, you know, blow smoke up anyone's ass and I'm the best comic since fucking, you know, Fozzie Bear. Waka, 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 or whatever. You know? Hence the pork pie hat. This little get up. Pork pie hat. Pork pie hat. But, um, it was very good. And it's a very good representation of what I can do and the potential I have. And I was so blessed to have worked with people that helped me capture that. God worked it out. And everything is simple under God's guidance. You know? As I speak about it now, I'm not even emotionable. It just, I'm not even emotional. It just is. God's ways are simple and his loads are light. No pun intended. His loads are light. And um, I heard a preacher say that. You know, his, um, I heard a reverend say that. His, his, uh, his ways are simple and his loads are light. I just kept the faith and showed up. And he took care of it. All was well. And I hope that's relatable to everyone during this time. You know? We're coming out of pandemic. We're going forward with life. We're getting on with things. You know? And um, as I dedicated in the special, I'd like to dedicate right now. This is dedicated to everyone. The best is yet to come. Thank you very much. Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022. God bless y'all. All of you. All of y'all. The show's available on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify. Um, my own website, Jonathan-Ramtran.com, Odyssey. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my blackity black black ass out? Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? The best is yet to come. Peace.